1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard as we reflect on another blockbuster weekend in Scottish football. Rangers stay top but Hearts stay with them after a late equaliser for the Jambos at Ibrox. Celtic are up to fourth after a win at Motherwell but victory for Dundee United at Hibs keeps them flying high and there were big wins for St Mirren, Livingston and Dundee as Aberdeen's woes continue. I'm Gordon Duncan. Joining me tonight is Alex Ray and Hugh Evans. What you have just described, Gordon, was the best, most incident-packed weekend of the season so far. Great goals, shock results, controversy, red cards, rammies, absolutely brilliant. And now without pausing for breath, we're less than 24 hours away from a Europa League tie. Did you know... There's only one survivor in the Celtic team from the side who played Ferenc Varos just over 12 months ago. One survivor. That's what you call a team in transition, Alec. Yeah, he's done his research. Uh, bottom club Dundee secured a massive three points for that win over Aberdeen. Gordon, sensational 3-0 win for Livingston away at St. Johnson. Three wins in the bounce for Jim Goodwin's guys up at Ross County. And Rangers dropped two points. After conceding a late goal against Hearts And Tam Court's team continues to impress With a good win against Hibs Yes, all happening 01419511025 That's the number you need to get in touch with the guys And let them know what you made Of the big talking points across the weekend Every single team in the top flight Played on Saturday So you must have something on your mind Either you're happy, you're annoyed You're somewhere in the middle Pick up that phone and let us know 01419511025 Do it right now, don't hang about and uh, let's see what we can come up with as we look back on another busy weekend in Scottish football. If you want to tweet us, you can do that at Clyde SSB. But we do, as always, prefer to speak to you on the phone. Let me kick off by putting you two on the spot. What was your... And uh, do you know what? For the first time this season, you had a really tough choice, I think, on all of these. Oh. Yes. You're going to have to pick one result of the weekend. I don't know how you do it. There were numerous yeah, contenders. Exactly. But I'm going for Tam Courts and Dundee United. Okay. Uh First quarter of the season Beaten Rangers John with Celtic Won the Dundee Derby And now Beaten Hibs By three clear goals At Easter Road And crackers they were too So Tam Courts Dundee United Take a bow Yeah It was a, a toss of the coin for me For Livingston and Dundee I'm going to go for my old club Dundee Getting their first one of the season Gordon Against Aberdeen The later kickoff. Uh, it was much needed You know Some off the field issues uh, uh, And some poor results So that was a big one for them Okay I don't mind that Honourable mentions Like you say To the likes of Livingston Absolutely. Even Hearts obviously Going to the home of the champions And Thistle, getting Thistle's something Thistle's a runner as well Gordon Absolutely Friday night Right What about your goal of the weekend Again I feel like yeah. you were spoiled for choice Again Honourable mentions To John Lundstrom at Rangers To Eamon Brophy at St Mirren But for me David Turnbull Scoring against his old club And what a goal yeah, great, wasn't it? Uh, Alex? But <laughs> <laughs> well, you know the thing, as I always give you uh, first pick, uh, I would have went for Tumble as well. However, because he's went for it, I've gone for Nicky Clark. I thought it was a brilliant goal, Gordon. The way he cuts in and slows it into that far corner, giving Macy no chance. Now, truly, I think we could do this till seven o'clock. Your howler of the weekend. Oh. Goalkeepers, strikers, defenders and referees were all at it at the weekend. Yep. So, pick one. I pick Alfredo Morelos because... If he takes his chance, Stephen Gerrard called it a tap-in. 
then it's 2-0 for Rangers against Hearts And the mistake then made by Alan McGregor Is uh, of no relevance really Other than a, an embarrassment for the goalkeeper So Alfredo Morelos An absolute sitter he missed Alex, yes. uh, take your pick. I don't know. Uh, yeah, there, there, all there was there. lots, Gordon. Uh, we had a discussion in, in the office. I was going to go for Aberdeen, but I'm going back to my original one. I'm going for uh, Jack Baldwin. Oh, goodness, yeah, Ross County centre half, big punt up the pitch, and he just decides to leave it at the last minute. You know, I don't know what he was actually doing, and it turned out to be the one that lost the points. Mm. You're very kind. So the St Johnson defence is getting off scot free. Aberdeen's yes, run of Aberdeen, results is yes. getting off. There are some referees getting off. Okay, I don't oh, mind that. We'll get them all. In the I'm end. sure we will. Exactly. Oh one four one nine five one. 1025, what did you make of your team's performance at the weekend? What did you make of the good stuff, the bad stuff? Maybe there was some controversy or drama that you want to dis discuss. As Hugh mentions, this time tomorrow, Celtic will have played a Europa League game as well. Mm. A bit of a strange scheduling uh, around this one. So, whatever's on your mind, let's hear it now. 01419511025. Stephen Gerrard says he's frustrated by Rangers' draw and because they didn't take their chances before. The equaliser He says they've only got themselves to blame Admitting it wasn't Alfredo Morelos's day It feels frustrating right now um, Because we've put ourselves in a real good position And um, we've had many, many more chances to go and kill the game You know, we've hit the post We've missed a blatant tapping And um, I think Craig Gordon's been by far the busiest keeper over the 90 minutes So Seth certainly feels frustrating right now But we've, been, we, we've paid for not taking them chances and not being ruthless in the final third, so we've got ourselves to blame. You know, he's a top striker, he normally gobbles them chances up, um, but he's not going to do that every game, so sometimes you've got to, you've got to go with it. Um, but as a team, I thought we were outstanding for 45 minutes, but at 1-0, you've got to go and get that second goal, you've got to go and you know, take the points away from Hearts, because I thought they grew into the game in the second half, they had a couple of chances themselves, um, but by the time the big moment come, the equaliser, we should have been 2-3, even four goals out in front. Let's see what you make of it on the phones then. 01419511025. John is in Port Glasgow. What's your take on your team's performance at the weekend, John? Hi guys, how are you doing? Good, thanks. Um, obviously, I think Rangers should have won the game. Kate had enough chances to, but basically, my first point is just to to shoot it off Saturday after the game. And I can't remember the exact words, but it was one of the things of Fedorov for mess of the season already, and. Yes, he should have scored, but the chance itself is coming across the goal. We slide him, and I just don't think it's miss of the season. We've got to pick him up on that and just to kind of get where he's coming from. And secondly, I just want to ask you guys how, in the kind of balance of things, after nine games, Rangers are a four point lead over Celtic. I just, I still personally think it's a good start to the season. I just want to get your thoughts on it. Uh, Hugh, what, I don't know. Was it the miss of the season, the second worst miss, the third worst? I, I don't really know. What you, you, I don't know if you've got a league table in mind. You, you've just heard the manager describe it as a blatant tapping. It's a blatant tapping, and I'm not buying any excuses on Morelos's behalf. He's the top man at Ibrox uh, when it comes to goal scoring, and he's had a horrible mm. afternoon. And if he scores, then it's done and dusted. So <laughs> it's a, I, I refer my learned friend John to Stephen Gerrard, who said it was a blatant tapping, and he missed it. Yeah, Alex, this doesn't have to get out of hand and become <laughs> yeah. all about Alfredo Morelos and, sure. and all about his miss. But at the same time, I think he, Stephen Gerrard, you, I I anyone who who Would expect sees that, expects him to score. It's simple yeah, as that. Yeah, isn't absolutely. It? And uh, you know, Kemar Roof does very well, Gordon. And he uh, expects him to score. <laughs> if you look at his reaction as well. Yeah, no, I think everybody in the stadium thought it was just a case of tapping that in, and. Uh, uh, listen, I think he'll look back on that, Gordon. You know, he's he hasn't really hit the the ground running in terms of goals. His general all round play hasn't been 
what Stephen Gerrard be looking for and, and for me he's still the number one striker at the football club and uh, he just needs to go on a run mm. now Gordon because as, as Hugh says that was an opportunity to, to double the lead and for me at that point and, and the, the chances throughout the course of the game I thought Rangers were a, a real threat uh, 27 shots at goal over the course of mm. a game and, and just to get one return uh, would be a source of frustration for Stephen Gerrard It was a, a strange one because I feel like as the game was going on we were getting tweets in saying that this is a, Rangers are as good as they've been all season This is one of the best performances of the season Does there then become a point in Rangers games If I can be a bit more general Where you then sort of feel like a result like that might be coming Because they've not Yeah, kicked been, on They've been, not been kick, yeah, killing teams off But you know what it is You have to be ruthless One, one You know, I think Is it seven goals A difference for this stage last year, Gordon So last year there were a lot more uh, uh, Cutting edge at the top end of the pitch Um when you come to Rangers and you're one of the smaller clubs or Celtic for that matter, see when it's 1-0, hmm. you always feel as if you're going to get one opportunity. Uh, and as longer, the longer you stay in, you could sense a, a kind of edge round about Ibrox Gordon. But going back to the first half, it actually reminded me of Malmo in a lot of ways. You know, I thought in the first 40, that they, they two performance for me is the best I've seen Rangers this season. And in the second half, I actually have to commend uh, Robbie Nielsen because what he did was he brought um, Barry Mackay, narrow but deeper, and they, they, what like happened, he had a huge chance didn't yeah, he Yeah and then But what happened there is Gordon and uh, Barisic had to come in The switch of play was Really getting Rangers stretched And the midfield got stretched mm-hmm. And they didn't have the same uh, Territory And I thought Hearts Grew into the game John if we're talking mistakes uh, Sort of crucial parts In the game When you've got a goalkeeper Who's as reliable Usually as Alan McGregor And has won you As many points as he has Does Does it make Saturday A bit easier to just Sort of Brush off and forgive him For I guess Ah, in the grand scheme of things, he saved us many a time, so can't blame him. But I still four points clear at the top of the league from main games, and I think the Rangers fans are took that as well. Oh, one point clear, I think you'll find before the Hearts fans <laughs> phone in. See, yeah. uh, it's easy the way, the way it works in this city, Hugh. No one, it's just let's look for our rivals. We'll just ignore what's happening in between. Yeah, I think John uh, is as frustrated as uh, Stephen Gerrard was frustrated on Saturday because he knows that Rangers should have won the match. Uh, and he's getting slightly carried away now because he thinks it's a four-point lead when it's a one-point lead. Uh, it's all part of a very good start to the season. It's bubbling along nicely, thank you very much. You would have tipped Dundee United to be in third place. Uh, it's Celtic who are four points behind Rangers and the Celtic fans will be quite happy with that because back-to-back wins away from home, that's better than losing three in the road, which was the case in the earlier part. I... Apologise wholeheartedly to Mark Wilson. I mean, I couldn't see past Gordon Deal's big nose at the weekend, but I, I thought McGregor came and tried to catch it and missed it. No. But he's, he's come and tried to punch it, Alex. Like we said, yeah. makes so many good saves. Of course, yeah. Um, but ultimately, it was a costly one. That's, yeah. the, that's the harsh life of a goalkeeper. Yeah, without doubt, with Gordon. And the timing of it as well, because he's decided to come and get it. And I actually don't think he's got caught underneath it. I just don't think he gets enough punch. You know, it's, no, sometimes you're mm-hmm. thinking, is he going to get his fingertips on it? He just doesn't get it. And obviously, uh, the little touch that he does get goes beyond Tavernier and then how it's a free header and at that time you can't, you can't recover and uh, it was a real source of frustration for Steven Gerrard having seen numerous chances passed up but listen Hearts are a decent outfit Gordon you know they're oh. very well organised mm-hmm. they've got good personnel and the one thing they've also got is a good balance to their team Well as John mentioned it is four points Rangers lead Celtic by not Hearts of course but Celtic have over the weekend gone closer to Rangers and uh Here's what the manager had to say about that. We've got to win if we want to keep our hopes alive. It would help if I played the right clip, Hugh Keevan. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I thought the premiership race was over, mate, so I'm not looking at the table anymore. <laughs> so we're just kind of doing our own thing. Um, zero significance to us. Um, 
I think what's more important to us is that you know we get some belief out of today. As I said, it's it's one thing to to, to get a victory here, but I thought to control a game here um, like we did today should give the boys some real belief and, and confidence moving forward. We've still got some big games starting Tuesday, so I think that's the main thing for us. We just got to you know keep our heads down and, and run our own race, and, and you know I think when you do that and you keep improving and you know. Uh, you'll see where you end up. We're just beginning. I mean, we're whatever we're doing now, I, I know we'll be better moving forward. You know, we, we're, we're just beginning to see sort of the foundation of what we're trying to build. Um, that, that, that doesn't excuse us uh, not winning games of football, not being in a better position, the, you know, the mistakes we've made. Um, but that, for me, is the reality. I know that we will be a, a much better team as the season goes on and, and players get even more understanding and belief in what we're trying to do and yeah that's not taking away the performance today I thought it was it was a really strong performance thought the title race was over mate yeah. that, that, that speaks for <laughs> it that, that, that four letter word that does so much damage you that just tells you exactly what he thinks of it well somebody took offence at me uh, imitating uh, Ange Postacoglu when he was talking about uh, Celtic's yeah, finances uh, you know, you can't do a thing with people nowadays. <laughs> what I will say, but Ange Postecoglou, uh, two away wins on the bounds. Uh, Celtic have actually lost fewer goals than Rangers, one fewer to be precise. Uh, and you know, so much is said about the Celtic defence. Well, Starfelt and Carter Vickers appear to be building uh, a better understanding uh, at fullback. Uh, Anthony Ralston continues to do his level best and I'm not sure about Bollingoli but he's the only one that Ange Postacoglu has got they'll all be put to the test tomorrow uh, against Ferencvaros in a Europa League group where Celtic like Rangers have no points Let's bring in John in Bishop Briggs John your team for so long people kept reminding you that they couldn't win on the road now you've gone to Petaudry and you've gone to Fir Park does it feel like things are heading in the right direction? Just starting to gel now, and everybody's starting to find us a feet now in Angie's system. Uh, I think the players are getting kind of used to the mm-hmm. tempo and stuff, and I feel only see it getting better as uh, so the players gel a lot more. Yeah, I think settled is the word Ange Postacoglu has used numerous times, Alex, over the yeah. last few days. Um, what did you make of the fact that it, it went back to Turnbull and Rogic rather than, than Beaton this time? Yeah. And I mean, look at the impact both those guys had, it, it clearly yeah. worked on the day. It doesn't surprise me at all, Gordon. I, I think that's the way he's going to play. Um, he may well be a little bit more conservative uh, at various grounds, but I think he's looked at the Motherwell team with the greatest respect to him, who are on a good run, and he's thought Rogic and Turnbull are the guys. He's obviously got his front three uh, of Abada, Kyogo and Jotter, who are doing really, really well. Mm. So I think it'll be horses for courses in the way he approaches games, Gordon, but because he have so much of the ball... I, I, I'm led to believe that that was as good as I spoke to one of my mates got a good opinion of the game and he says that was as good as he'd seen you know they're very comfortable at the weekend he said, I was asking about Bollingoli because of you know yeah. and he says listen he was very nervous at the start however worked in very well played for behind the game and it almost appears to, to my mate that the two wider guys he's saying do not overlap them just allow them to go and take 1v1 mm-hmm. actions against the, the opponents and he thinks that's all good joy um, John what else jumped out at you from the game? Uh, just it was a comfortable performance. Obviously, uh, I enjoyed the game. It's just sort of ball and goal, home ball incident. Just obviously to the, uh, the panels mm. and that. Just obviously the way I'm seeing it, I've just slipped through. I've seen it to start with just the first time. It's a, it's a clear penalty. But as I look back at the angles and stuff, you see the Motherwell player comes in and he obviously controls the ball he's on and hits that close on his end feet to kind of hit it off ball he's on. So obviously if you'll get Varnes country and Var looks at that. 
I'm really fascinated by this one, Hugh, because yeah. I, I got lots of tweets about that saying, "Oh, wait, do you see this Van Veen handballs at first and and people had sort of sent a camera a camera angle which is from behind Kevin Van Veen, which you can't really tell. The ball does sort of pop up, and you think, "Oh, did, did that hit his hand?" Um, and then I sat down. And watch the highlights on the TV And when you see the view from Behind the goal From behind the goal When you can actually see Kevin Van Veen And yeah. his arms Yeah it, It's not even it, close It doesn't touch his arm no, But, but no. this this is where Like Are my eyes just telling me Something different from John's no, no, Because no, no, you know no, when, no. when there's a tackle You can interpret it And say oh that's Absolutely, my opinion yeah. That's your opinion um, I, I thought when, when you look at it from The, the Davy Cooper stand it, it doesn't touch Van Veen at you all know, but, but lots of people are very convinced that it does So maybe my eyesight isn't the best well, I would hold my hands up to that I, I, Mine certainly isn't the best But uh, it's, a, <laughs> it's a penalty kick all day long uh, Celtic got away with one As they got away with one uh, Against Dundee United there Earlier in the season at Celtic Park When Nicky Clark was bundled to the ground by Carter Vickers. Vickers Ah but was Starfield fouled before that See this is why we don't have to go over old ground sure. but, but anyway They got away with one uh, and I can understand Graham Alexander's frustration because there were still 20 minutes to play if they score the penalty. There's always an assumption that when a team doesn't get a penalty that they would have scored from it. But if they had been awarded the penalty and had they scored from it, then it would have set up a, a, a more tense last 20 minutes than actually took place. You, the referee didn't see it, therefore could not give it. And Celtic get away with one Yeah, the, Did it the, touch uh, Van Veen's hand first for you Alex? Not at all I just watched it in the office uh, again Gordon Because I'd obviously heard uh, I'd spoken to my mate as I said earlier on He says oh it looks as if it's hit his hand So I thought I, might, I, might, I need to have a look at that You showed me it in the office And from the David Cooper stand It clearly And it's not even close Gordon It does kind of look like it from behind them though no, I think that's where a lot of people it's, are It's almost to be the way it, the ball pops up Gordon yeah. You're thinking what, what actually happened there But your, your uh, view is obscured Because of Van Veen's back However from, and I, I agree with you the, the 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 line of sight from the referee uh, He can't mm. give it However the linesman's looking across the line there And for me that is a fairly straightforward decision to make And he doesn't get that John, you'll, it's not my style to say I'm right and you're wrong But so, when when you look at it, John, from Like I say, from behind the goal When you can see the, all of Van Veen's body in his arm do, do you still think that hits his arm? Uh, just for the angle I seen it when I was looking back. But that's what I mean. Which, which angle are you talking about? Which one from behind the goal or from behind Van Veen? Which one tells you that it hits his arm? Uh, it hits his, but he's just in his horn and he kind of hits it on his feet and hits up mm. and he's on goals one. But if obviously you get other angles and it does the half his horn, it's a, it's a clear penalty and we'll get away with one. But I'd just like to get back to you, obviously. He shouted that again and started it. It was a stonewall penalty, obviously, when we played Dundee United. I'd like to ask him, did Starfield get. Did the player come through the back of Starfield and take him out to win the ball and fill him? I did say that to you. This is why we need to leave some incidents in the past, but go on quickly. As if we've not got enough on our plate to go over the ones from the weekend. No, they get away with one. All right, okay. We'll never agree. John, thank you very much. Here's what Graham Alexander made of it. Uh, Incidentally, he wasn't happy. It's a blatant penalty. I I think I could tell by the reaction of the players. You know, we're in the box, we're ready to to get an opportunity to score, and it's a blatant penalty. The lads just slapped the ball away. And. um, you know, but us getting a penalty against one of the big boys is uh, quite a rare thing. We don't get them. We should have had one a few weeks ago at Ibrox. We should have had one here, blatant. Um, I remember last year, Aberdeen, when it was a blatant one where the players made the best save of the game. 
we don't get them. It's simple as, and it's easy to give them. We get. We've had three against us. We haven't had the penalties that we should have. And then, you know, what I, mean? I, I, I would. I know I'm, you've, I've been asked, so I'm answering about answering the question. But I'm sure when people see it, they will see what I've seen. And um, really critical time in the game. It gives us a, a lifeline if we if we obviously score the penalty. And um, and then with our app, the atmosphere here, the crowd, the way our team is, I think we we give ourselves a chance of getting back into the game and getting something from it. But it wasn't given to us. Let's hear from you. We'll get your calls in after these. You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Alex Ray and Hugh Keevans are here. 0141-951-1025. Pick up that phone and let us know what is on your mind. There were so many talking points across. I think, as Hugh said at the top, yes. this weekend's brought about more talking points than any other this season. So if you think we've missed one and you want something brought up, we'll fix it. Pick up the phone. And uh, get it off your chest And you can do that on the usual number Let's hear from John Who's a Hearts fan What's on your mind tonight John? Hi there Hi Oh He's disappeared I think we can get him back John Where's he gone? There we go I think we've got him back Have we? Yeah we lost you there John Sorry take it away Hi It's half an hour into the show And I can't believe that A sports show Has not mentioned mm. The two red cards that should have been given to Rangers players against my Hearts team. It's kind of the beauty of the phone in format, John. You can phone in and, and bring them up when you go. Well, straight away, you have not mentioned it, and I find that I'm baffled. Well, I'm, well okay, I'm, I'm sorry for baffling you, but rather than wasting even more time not mentioning it, you mention it, and then we'll talk about it. Go. Well, that's what I'm doing. If you grab a player round the neck, that's a sending off, yes or no. By the by, the letter of the law, yeah, you're talking about uh, Bakuna uh, with Kingsley, uh, and that's what got uh, Robbie Nielsen sent off eventually. Uh, so, yeah, it, it was a, a threatening gesture. But well, but well, what about the the, the response to that not, gesture as well? Know, I just want so that we're accurate. There's not anything violent conduct's violent conduct. What what you know, threatening gesture that. What does that mean? That's just well, sort of kind of made that grabs, up. If you grab someone by the throat, I, I would feel threatened mm-hmm. if Alec come over and grab me by the throat. Well, right what, now. I'm, what I mean is threatening behaviour. Whatever you said isn't isn't an offence. I'm not saying it makes it okay. I'm trying to est- establish what the offence was. Is it enough for a red card? What did the laws say? I'm not disagreeing. I'm I'm just trying to make sure we're being accurate. The the Hearts manager says that by the letter of the law, he believes the letter of the law states that the player should have been sent off. Uh, John has got some conspiracy theory going on here That after half an hour we didn't mention this Because we're, try- we're doing it deliberately So I'm giving him a straightforward answer In my humble opinion Yes, that mm. came a red card um, John, and it's just another man's opinion obviously But I was interested I saw uh, former English Premier League referee Dermot Gallagher on TV today I think he was asked about it And he said it was aggressive but not violent I take it you wouldn't agree with that then? Absolutely not If you'd done that in the street You'd have lifted mm. End of story I'm not sure I mean that I, 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 yeah. That statement I hear quite often Alex and I think, I think I don't, you, I don't see, know. Gordon see as soon as you raise your hands To someone's face Around the neck area You're running the risk Of the referee doing that What John fails to mention Is the Hearts player's response as well Because he Lashes back with his hand And catches him in the face So If he wants Bakuna sent off He has to Come on and be balanced At least By actually raising your hands You give the referee a decision he could quite easily have sent the mm. both of them off for it. Who was the other one, John? So, Joe Aribo. Joe Aribo. And well, well, hold on a second. In respect, then, out of Joe Aribo, Bakuna, the Rangers player, 
uh, sorry, Hearts player and Robbie Nielsen. Who was the only person sent off? Well, we know that it was the Hearts manager. Yeah, exactly. So the Would manager. You, and that mean, was but the, the manager well, gets sent off. Real... The manager gets sent off for then having been shown a yellow card. He then Continues. sarcastically applauded the referee for the yellow card and got another one. So I'm very much afraid that's Robbie's fault. Well, I, I'm not. Dis- I'm not disagreeing with what I'm saying. Is uh, out of four possible, well, one should have been just. I, I agree. Nielsen should have went if he's done it sarcastically. I get that by the letter of the laws. You say but there's no conspiracy theories here, Hugh, that you've mentioned. You're the only person that's mentioned conspiracy. It's by the letter of the law. Yeah, but you. Were, well, you're... the law. The law has to be interpreted. I, I, I don't know why we do this every week. People just come on and present it as if it's some sort of fact. It still needs it's, it's words, and, and, and they need to be interpreted. Jory Bo's tackle. Alex Yep And by the way I've made a rod for my own back on this This is my own fault About three years ago on this show I said Why are you sending me still images? Everybody knows Still images are useless But it's just made more people send them So it's my fault I should never have mentioned it I hate still images I think absolutely useless But what did you make of Jordi Bo's tackle? There were obviously a lot of people Trying to make comparisons Mm. uh, Over the course of the weekend With last week's uh, Portis situation gone When he takes a bad touch By lunging He potentially uh, we just looked at that again He actually stretches He actually doesn't come off the ground in any way So he's actually stretching to I mean the lead bit. leg is high isn't it yes, Because of the stretch doubt, Yes without so doubt So what do you think Is he is he running a risk it, well, He's most certainly running a risk Gordon Because of his poor touch We've seen it, we've seen it time after time When someone's trying to recover Had and, he been and, sent off for that Would you have had any major complaints uh, I, I th- Listen Gordon I think it's kind of In the middle of it all And that's not me sitting in the fence Because what I'm looking at Is a guy trying to go and stretch To get the ball His timing's wrong Because the guy's on it like a flash so he's just there. I can see referees giving it, and mm. also, you know, the, the, I think the thing that went in that um, favour, Gordon, was they actually played on. Don Robertson assessed the situation and then realised that the, the player wasn't really endangered as such. And I think that may well mm. be his thinking. You'll be pleased about the point your team got, John. <laughs> no, no, I'm not. No, because if they'd been doing the nine men, then it would have been a different story. If Rangers were doing the ten men, doing a different yeah, story. True. That's true. No, I just mean big picture. You know, still unbeaten, a point off the top of the table. There must be a little bit of joy in that for you, know? No, not if we were robbed. Oh well, okay. Can't please everyone. Just because you get men sent off, Gordon, doesn't mean you're going to go on and win a game. You know, so it, it, obviously he's coming on here, John. He's obviously seems a bit. Uh, perplexed about some of the decisions But you're not guaranteed That you're actually going to go on and win the game He feels a bit hard done by Bigger picture though John I mean you would be happy with the start to the season I assume Well I'm more To be honest What I'm seeing Kind of weekend Out of the stand of the refereeing Is just I'm, I'm mm. shaking my head And I'm just But I think the way I mean, that, That's what I mean Does that annoy you more Than the joy of seeing your team Sitting in second place Well I, I still I go back to my point I still think We were robbed well, you know, people have a strange relationship with football. Sometimes, yeah, yeah. I, I can't get robbed. I, I'm not buying robbed. Uh, I, I think you you pay tribute to both teams. First and foremost, it was a a terrific game of football. Uh, I disagree with Stephen Gerrard's assessment that uh, Craig Gordon was by far the busier of the two goalkeepers. I don't think that stands up to scrutiny because Alan McGregor. Prior to his mistake Has made one or two Very very good saves as would, well Would that not just be On the number of saves made though In, in, in that but the, sense the, It would be an accurate statement The, the, the only point that uh, For me raising this matter Is to Get away from John And robbery And uh, You know Why Only one person Was sent off When others should have been sent off It was a right good game of football um, 
Hearts deserved what they got right at the end And I think that John should try to appreciate The job that has been done by Robbie Nielsen and everyone at Hearts They're still the only undefeated team In the Premiership Mid-October So if we can concentrate on football Robbie Nielsen and the players have done a tremendous just, uh, job Gordon, yeah, come Gordon, on, John. Just quietly I'll answer your question right Robbie Nielsen has done an incredible mm. job Still undefeated This time The tail end of last season They were calling for his head The style of mm. play Now They're one point behind Rangers Second in the league We can't even get a Hearts fan Come on going Well done boys Come on John Let's leave us on a high Tell us one thing you like About your Hearts team this season Um. I'll keep that judgment myself But I think the way you answer my question you, <laughs> I'm starting to wonder if you're a Hearts fan John It might just be me 01419511025 on the phone Hearts fan with a West of Scotland accent That happens At Clyde SSB on Twitter um, Right here's a combination Tommy used to be in Bells Hill He's now in the Netherlands These things happen Tommy take it away What's your point? How are you doing guys? Good evening Good thanks Tommy Thank you yeah, well, uh, basically, I've been trying to phone up. I'm a first-time caller, um, so I've been trying to call up for the last three, four weeks since it was announced with regards to the VAR possibly coming into play. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically, that was my emphasis. It's just, at the end of the day, at the weekend there, and at almost every single match, there was some sort of incident, if no four or five. So it, it's imperative that this gets brought in as quick as possible. That's just my opinion, because it's apparent that the referees need some sort of help. And I think that this is... They're not going to get everything correct. We've seen that way, the way it works in VAR. They can make small mistakes here and there, but they need a wee bit of help. I, I mean, agree. Yeah, I'm starting to wonder though, Hugh, because yeah. we're all, you know, people are now phoning in and ha- everyone's seen Van Veen ball and golly, and people are telling you yeah. Van Veen handles it, and other people are saying, no, he doesn't. Um, so we'll never agree. We'll never get the, the consensus that people want. However, Maybe, maybe it should iron out the obvious ones, shouldn't it? And is it, if anything, that's a step in the right direction, no? Uh, yeah, of course. I agree that uh, VAR is necessary to give these guys uh, additional help because the naked eye is no longer good enough. I also know, in my deeply cynical way, that we will spend Monday nights listening to people saying, mm. I don't care what VR showed. <laughs> VR, VAR was wrong. No, listen, listen, I think we've touched on that a couple of weeks ago and it was uh, floated, Gordon. For me, it would be a good idea. I think you would get some of the decisions right. But again, it goes back to subjective. Some referee will interpret something different mm-hmm. and it'll be down to that that individual. Right, come on, Tommy. Let's let's try something bold on a Monday night. <laughs> let's go like actual football in terms of performance and who was good and, and who wasn't. What did you make of your team at the weekend? Oh, I thought Celtic were absolutely brilliant. They're starting to come together as a unit, obviously, as is what everybody went and seen. But um, what my main point was is we Celtic need to go out and spend the, the four and a half millions that it's going to take to obtain Jota right now. The, the man is absolutely outstanding. I can't believe that we actually managed to secure him on a loan deal. So I, I think that's a snip four and a half million for a player of that calibre. Well, it's actually six point four. Well, no, I've seen various. It's going to be somewhere. In, let, let's. Split the difference and call it five right? It's going to be somewhere in that region I don't think anyone knows To, I, to the pound right now But anyway What about the general point Is he looking like he's someone You would want to invest in Without doubt uh, You know uh, And He not only scores goals He makes goals uh, He's got Artistry uh, He's clearly brave enough To withstand the physical side of the game Here in Scotland uh, He's had a, a relatively short Space of time here 
But if he maintains the form that he is showing now, then to put it this way, the Celtic supporters mm. would be upset if the money was not paid because he could be a star for a long time. It's the most impressive thing, Alex, that wingers even at the top level tend to be quite inconsistent. Never mind a young guy who's gone to a new country, into a new team, who are also trying to adjust and are trying yeah. to find a new way of playing and so on. And and he seems to have hit the ground running. You look at his yeah. his output since he came in terms of goals and assists. Yeah. So Th- far, so good. Three in the last five, Gordon. It's not just that, though. He, he, he brings excitement to the Celtic fans. You can see it. He can go inside, he can go outside. He's hit the woodwork several times as well. He can, he can search the byline. I've seen him... St- uh, Stand the ball up to the back post uh, Was that a bad I come in and, and, and scored that as well So he's getting assists He's getting goals But he's pleasing on the eye He's still oh. I think he's 23 at the turn of the year Gordon So it's a, it's a guy That's got so much more development And he would fit into the Celtic model Where they buy At a particular level Look to get a couple of years out of him mm. Good goals Good assists And then put him on for more money uh, I know the manager Tommy Was pleased with the standard of both goals That must have been something That pleased you at the weekend Oh, I was outstanding the ball with Rodic. Rodic Rodic is something else. I can't believe that we actually nearly lost him to, to a Qatarian team or whatever, whoever it was. Jesus, I'm so, so delighted that he that he wasn't allowed to go or, or he didn't agree terms. Mm-hmm. I think I'm sure uh, Hugh will keep me correct on that, what happened. I think it's very fortunate for Celtic that that did not happen, Tommy, I agree. Um, I also think it's fortunate that he has this Relationship with Ange Postacoglu Because uh, From Postacoglu's time With the Australian national team And Tommy Rogic Being part of that Australian national Mm -hmm. team They clearly have something And he feels Comfortable being managed By Postacoglu And Postacoglu knows How to get the very best Out of him And you know The ball for Yota On Saturday that's what the Celtic fans want to see every week And it's funny Alex how The beauty of football There are always two ways of looking yeah. at something It's no secret which part of the country I come from And what team my mates <laughs> generally support And when we spoke about it on Sunday morning it, I can't believe people didn't close David Turnbull down But I mean, you, 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 let, let's be fair here You could give some players in the world of football That same shot a hundred times And they ain't putting it in the top corner the way he does So of course if you're mother You might want to shut him down a bit quicker yeah. But you've got to take your hat off to yeah. the strike Yeah absolutely Gordon And I think uh, Kelly and the goal should have been clapping Because he actually just watched it Going right in the roof of the net He's got an unbelievable variation of shots He's always looking to shoot for distance He can wrap it into the near post He can cut across it Which is a real art He, he can slow it in as well So he's got lots of different variation And the way he's just cut across it And, and you know, the, the trajectory, the height It just takes a goalkeeper right out of the equation I think he's got 7 goals already this season So what was it 16 he got in Motherwell? I think he's in target to, to canter that target Tommy it was nice to speak to you 01419511025 This is a great time to get your call in You could be up next after these 01419511025 This is Scottish football's league leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Alex Ray and Hugh Keevans are here 01419511025 On the phones or at Clyde SSB On Twitter Either looking back on the weekend's action Or even Perhaps previewing Europa League football We've gone in early Because we have to Celtic Ferenc Varos Half past three Tomorrow Remember A bit of a strange scheduling Around that one So pick up the phone And let us know What is on your mind Stephen Gerrard Still thinks Rangers Are getting closer 
to where they want to be Despite dropping points at the weekend He is delighted with John Lundstrom's contribution The challenge for us is can we find that for 90 minutes And we're going to need to find it on, on Thursday night to, to bounce back in Europe But you can feel it coming close The team and the squad starting to settle down We're, we're starting to get some big players back And um, I'm confident we will get there But it was nice to see it for 45 at least Because we've only really showed it in moments and pockets Once that comes for 90 minutes we'll be fine he was fabulous today. He almost played like two players. Um, he's been our most consistent player now for four or five games. He's settling in, he knows what we want and how we play now and, and he's certainly shown his level. Is John Lundstrom playing like two players these days, Alex Ray? Well, Gordon, I have to say he has settled down, uh, most certainly. He, I think the opening couple of games, he struggled to get the pace of the game uh, and it's difficult, sometimes you have to adapt. You have more of the ball, uh, but he really is starting to show leadership qualities. He's the driving force. It was a fine strike from the edge of the box as well and it was like, Proper midfield play Backing up the play uh, And the execution was great To beat Craig Doc Gordon For that for that distance mm. You know He's one of the top keepers In the country Let's see what William Made of it As a Rangers fan William Hi Hello Gordon Ali and Hugh Yeah I've got a couple of points Gordon right Go One about the game And obviously One to Hugh To challenge about Something we said on Saturday About the squad depth and The first one is I'm no I'm no worried about the, I'm no worried about The way Rangers are playing Because 27, 27 goal attempts against Hearts. Nobody's done that to Hearts this year. The fact that, the fact that we are playing is good. It's just the finishing. You know what I mean? The finishing needs to sharpen, as Stephen Gerrard said in the papers today. I'm not worried about that. So, so what do you think, William? That that will just click one day? Or, or how do you make that click? What, what, what's the? Where do you get the confidence from? It's confidence in it, Gordon. Once you start putting in the net regular every week, 27 goal attempts, Gordon, you, you're going to take your chances. I'm not worried now. We're playing that football we played on Saturday. Nobody in Scotland's playing football. Like we, we were absolutely brilliant in that first 45. But nobody's playing football. Like no, I mean everybody was. No, I mean we should have pulled hearts apart. That's what the these challengers. We actually ripped them to shreds. They were lucky to get one each. Very, very lucky. But that's why football. You don't take your chances. Mm. They, they did have some chances, though, William, didn't they? I mean, you're right. I think in certainly first half dominance. But you look at. Barry Mackay was through one on one well, and McGregor as well. Hearts had moments. Hearts could be sitting here. You're saying lucky to be one all, but I'm sure there will be Hearts fans out there who think they could have scored more than one. Gordon, they had five goal attempts. We twenty-seven, twenty-seven to five. Yeah. Come on, but I, 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 I get that, but you, you just. Nicely ignored my point About Barry Mackay Being through one on one With Alan McGregor Are we just going to pretend That it didn't happen or No no not, not at all That's what the goalkeepers Are there for there To make a save mm. He made a mistake I mean, He's getting he's getting slaughtered For making a mistake He made two He made, did make two good saves Before that yeah I'll give you a credit I mean you don't score You don't score the goals Gordon You're always leaving yourself Open to that What happens in the end And it just seemed to be The new Rangers are doing that At the moment They're, they're not getting they're not closing it out That other team's maybe getting that chance And they're scoring that But that's just the way for it But we'll, we'll, we'll conquer Don't worry about that It's Sam. the same old story Sorry I was going to say Hi. Hugh it's, it's the same story for a couple of weeks now Of course you can Say Rangers aren't doing what they did last season And you can pick holes And you can find things that they should do better The league table still shows you that At the moment they're still the best team in the country yeah. They're top of the table So you can see why There is a, a relaxation among some fans like William Yeah I mean William seems to be taking some kind of personal offence because people are saying uh, Hearts did well and uh, deserve what they got in the end. Uh, you know, you can go on and on about 27 goal attempts. If you don't score them, that's your fault. Uh, and if you do get a goal, an equaliser of five attempts, then that's to your credit. So, you know, it was a good game, it finished in a draw. 
uh, and it was a terrific advert for our league. Um, you know, William's entitled to be a bit miffed because he's a Rangers fan and he wanted to take a four-point lead over Hearts, and it hasn't happened. So we all move on. How did I upset you at the weekend, William? Well, let me just put something to Alex first, though, because we've got time. We'll get on to that um, to elaborate a bit more on, on sort of the weekend and yeah. the, the not taking of chances. When you're Alfredo Morelos and you are Rangers' main striker, with that comes a certain level of scrutiny and a level of expectancy that does not allow you to have the type of performance in front of goal he had at the weekend yeah. without people talking about it afterwards. It's just yeah. p- par for the course. A Rangers in a, a position, Alex, that they've probably been in before where he's still he's still the main man. They're, they're, He's not in form, and and John Williams talking about confidence. Um, you know, if, if he, sorry, if he's not in form and he's not firing in front of goal, the problem is you're not going to take him out for anyone else. Well, you know what I mean? He's God, still God the main man. He did. It. He took him out against uh, Prague. Mm. No, he? I mean like sort of for a, a period of time. Yeah, yeah and no, you still get the feeling that he plays yeah, in, in Rangers big games. For me, Alfredo Morelos is still the number one striker at Ibrox. I think he leads the line brilliantly when he's on his game. I think he's missed a, a barrel load of chances at the weekend gone where normally we'd expect him to score. And that would have given him the control for longer periods because they could have managed the game a little bit better. I think that's a source of frustration for Steven Gerrard because of the amount of... I think he's been critical in recent weeks as well where they've got to the final third. They haven't quite uh, carved up uh, good opportunities, but they've done that at the weekend. So that is a positive for them. But they'll have to do it for a longer period come Thursday because it's a must-win game. William, seriously, do you know what you lot do to me in here on a Monday night? See when Celtic played Hearts in the League Cup in August. Guess how many goal attempts they had? Thirty-six. <laughs> Kahir's taking great delight in tweeting me that he says no one's done that to Hearts this season. Says William, we had thirty-six. <laughs> Uh, how did that get? What was the result? Was that two in the oh, end? Right. Remember, um, William. What did Hugh annoy? How how did he annoy you at the weekend? Right, the Celtic fan came on right, and he had the goal to say that his bench was better than Rangers' bench, right? Which which is laughable in my opinion, right? Mm-hmm. And, and Hugh did even Hugh did even challenge him on it, right? But what Hugh came to us, Rangers took a gamble on this season, but their squad they didn't buy anybody, they didn't do this, they didn't do that. What I'll remind you is. We're still number one position, sure, right? Number one position. And, and the thing is, we've got the best player in Scotland still to combat Ryan Kent. That's is my opinion. The best best midfielder in Scotland and Ryan Jack to combat. And the best defender, in my opinion, in Hellander to combat. Your squad is the best squad in Scotland by a country mile. No problems. If we don't win the league, it'll be a travesty. And that'll be why Hugh predicted Rangers to win the league, I would imagine. I guess so And I again would uh, refer my learned friend William To the comments made by Stephen Gerrard The manager of Glasgow Rangers Football Club Who said uh, that no money had been spent In the last two transfer windows And when you are in the position that Rangers are in Having to play top class sides in Europe You need to add quality I refer you William to Stephen Gerrard Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. No, we've had the most goal attempts against Hart. No, our bench is the strongest. Where else would you rather be on a Monday night? 01419511025 is the number you need right now for Beat the Pundit. You come on here, you take on Hugh or Alex, and you potentially win a signed ball if you've got the better knowledge against these guys. So let's hear from you. The lines close at seven and beat the pundits next. Tackle the headlines 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard 
We've got Alex Ray here We've got Hugh Keevans Or after the weekend Should we be referring to him as Player 001 Did you see this Alex Ray? No what happened? You are joking You must be the only guy in the country That's not seen this Right so You'll have seen Squid Game Of course because you're. No I haven't watched oh, you're it not, you're, I thought you were all across no, everything Well no On I've Netflix made at the Ah right well maybe it is wasted on you then I don't know if you're familiar I, you, I know the concept of, all, of it, yeah. and there's a, an elderly, an elderly Korean gentleman <laughs> in the show. I think he's a hundred years old, um, or something along those lines. So someone has face mashed Hugh Keevans with player zero zero one. It is outstanding. Someone tweeted it to us on Saturday. I don't even know how we got onto it. We put it on Twitter. It's uh, Hugh, do you want to know how many times this has been seen on how Twitter? Two hundred nine thousand times. What? That's how many times people saw this tweet on Twitter That's what the analytics My say My daughter said to me last night 3,000 people have looked at that You're No, liked me. it Maybe They've oh, liked right. it But in terms of how many times people Or it showed up on people's 209,000 You are player 001 in Squid Game There we go there And if go. you've not seen it before You'll need to go and check it out And then you'll know what we're talking about Just don't invo- involve Gordon DL Because he spoiled it for the nation For oh, anyone who's not seen it Gave it away <laughs> the ending Yeah just told everyone It's not uh, like him. What happens exactly Anyway let's do it <laughs> With the Scottish Sun For the best football news And opinion online The Scottish Sun.co.uk Slash football uh, The consequences for losing Beat the Pundit Are a bit less severe You're uh-huh. alright You just have the shame And embarrassment They won't eliminate you So you're, you're fine uh, William is in the East End Wanting to play tonight How's it going William? Yeah, good, thank you, Gordon. How's you? Not bad, thanks for asking. Have you played before, William, or just played along at home? Just playing along at home. Ah, that's the best way. What made you play tonight? You think these two are here for the taking? <laughs> yeah, especially Alec Day. <laughs> oh. Do you know what? I think you might be right. You've been, you've, have you been away? Yeah, you weren't with us last I've, week. I, I, yeah, I was over watching Ronaldo in Portugal, sorry. Well, how oh. was that? Lowering yourself to that standard <laughs> of football? Ridiculous. I had to, I had to do it. The wee man was desperate to go, so we went to Who see playing Ronnie. against again? Oh, Luxembourg, uh, was Luxembourg, it? Luxembourg, yeah. Hat trick. Yeah, listen, nah, he's not bad, two he? goals in the first 15 minutes and you think, my God, this is incredible. Mm. Right, well, that does mean, though, William, I think that's good news for you. I think he'll have taken his eye off the ball. Heads is Hugh Keevans, tails, it will be Alex Ray. Oh, and he's lucky it is. Tails, Alex Ray oh, up against William oh, in the East End. East End derby, right? Let's give Alex some clay two to listen to, just so that he don't he doesn't steal your answers, William. 30 seconds, you're head-to-head with Alex and you can pass. That's all you need to know. You ready? Yeah Good man 30 seconds on the clock And your time starts now What was the score the last time Celtic played Ferenc Varos? 1-0 Ferenc Varos Jake Hasty plays on loan from Rangers to which championship team? Partick Thistle How many games have Aberdeen now played since their last win? 10 Who scored more league goals this season? Chris Kane or Harry Kane? Chris Kane Gary Mackay Stevens started his senior career with which Lanarkshire side? Hamilton Motherwell's Kevin Van Veen Is known as the budget What? Bearcamp Scotland's Ryan Hardy Plays for which English side? Plymouth Ooh, Right let's bring Alex Ray back Alex can you hear us? Wow I was enjoying that song Shug started getting into one there as well Was he tapping his toes was he? No his head was going back I didn't know he was into music uh, Right you ready? Go on then mate go Let's go 30 seconds starts now <sighs> What was the score the last time Celtic played Ferenc Varos? Uh, 1-0 Celtic Jake Hasty plays on loan from Rangers At which championship Party team? Fizzle. How many games have Aberdeen now played since their last win? 10 Who scored more league goals this season? Chris Kane or Harry Kane? H- Harry Kane 
Gary Mackay Stephen started his senior career with which Lanarkshire side? Uh, Motherwell. Motherwell's Kevin Van Veen is known as the budget what? Bergkamp. Scotland's Ryan Hardy plays for which English side? Fleetwood. Okay, okay. William, how do you think that went? Yeah, I thought I'd done okay there. Mm-hmm. Did right. he? ah, William sounded confident. The last time Celtic played Ferenc Varos, 26th of August 2020. Hugh Evans? 2 1 Ferenc Varos. 2 1 Ferenc Varos. Uh, Jake Hastie's on loan at Partick Thistle. You both got it. You both knew Aberdeen have gone t- 10 games without a win. Uh, what about that, by the way? Pick up the phone, wow. Aberdeen fans. Um, who scored more league goals this season, Chris Kane or Harry Kane? These questions are all about psychology, Alex. They try and make you go for Harry Kane, but it's, but it's Chris Kane. All right. <laughs> Two to one. <laughs> in case you can't tell, William got that right. Uh, so William is in front. Um, Gary Mackay Stephen started at Airdrie. Airdrie. None of you got it. Van Veen is known as the Budget Bear Camp. There we go. And uh, Ryan Hardy plays for Plymouth. Plymouth. Oh. Which William got So he's stretched ahead oh. he's, It's a doing But we got One Two Three Four A five three victory For William In well the played, East End William. Well done William Thank you He knows his stuff Bob's This guy way, man, man. Yeah, He's obviously yeah. He's been playing at home For years this guy Honing his skills Seized the moment Knew Alex Ray Was on holiday yeah. last week But listen Pounced. Plymouth is a special answer I'd never get that Yeah he's doing well He's scoring some yeah. goals Ryan Hardy I've seen a few people saying, you know, maybe, just maybe, Scotland, maybe he's in like Scotland. Scotland. Yeah, oh. I've seen that. You yeah. know, Ross Stewart, Ryan Hardy, these guys doing it at that type of level. You never That's know. That's a good shout. Yeah. Very Hardy, yeah. Lyndon, um, Lyndon Dykes is suspended, of course. So there might be a spot up for grabs, whether it's him or someone else. Anyway, I digress. What, 01419511025 on the phones or at Clyde SSB on Twitter. Keep your calls coming in. Just whilst we're on it, then it would be rude. It would be crazy of us to move on. Without acknowledging That Aberdeen have gone 10 games yeah. Without winning yeah. What is happening Hugh Keevan I told you in Friday night's programme I put on the full Grim, Grim Reaper If they fail to beat Hibs at the weekend And it's 11 games in a row In all competitions Without a win They will equal Poor old Ebby Skovdal's Worst ever record 11 on the bounce No wins uh, Which I think was in 2001 uh, so Stephen Glass is bang up against it Because he was brought in To a fanfare of trumpets Because Dave Cormack uh, Had employed him in America And thought he was the man to take over From Derek McInnes Who You know Did a very very good job at Aberdeen mm-hmm. Derek McInnes But Ten in a row Could go to equal the worst ever run Talk to you about that one Well he says he's fully aware Of what happens to mm-hmm. managers That don't win matches He says the more experienced players are letting the youngsters down. There's a group of young players there that, that in all honesty, have been let down by senior players, but they're, they're the future of the club and they've performed brilliant for me. Uh, so, in all truth, the players have been brilliant work-wise as well. It's their decision-making and a little bit of quality at times that's a problem, uh, but I think that can be rectified. I totally understand it, uh, and I can see why there might not be a bit of belief there in us as a staff and in that group of players, but... That group of players is more than capable of winning football matches. They've, sh- they've shown that they should be. Uh, we've been severely, severely punished with opportunities that we give up. But again, the reality of managing football clubs like this and the reality of playing for football clubs like this is you don't last very long if you can't win games. He can't keep passing up the, the chances that he's talking about, Gordon. Eight losses in the in the last ten games, it's not good enough. I and mean, when you look at the upcoming fixtures, I think they've got Hibs, they've got uh, is it Rangers... 
uh, Motherwell as well So they've got some difficult fixtures Hib- I don't think it can continue much longer Gordon Hibs at the weekend Followed by Rangers at Ibrox I don't fancy that Too much of your Stephen Glass Football probably Definitely got itself In an unhealthy place A long time ago Where as soon as you get Even a small bad run People uh-huh. start saying Oh you just get rid of the manager As if that um, Suddenly fixes everything However we, we it, it has become more normalised That type of discussion Hugh He's even In a roundabout way Acknowledging it It was a big project yeah. Stephen Glass is there Scott Brown is there What a unique Situation that is You know as a player assistant um, other coaches brought in Seriously think that that is An arrangement that, that could come to an end soon um, I think if he failed to win Any or all of the games Between now and the next Break for international football He could be in real trouble Because Perception as you And I always agree yeah. Gordon important. Is important And if you're slipping towards the bottom Of the table And if they fail to, to beat Hibs and then Rangers, and then they've got Hearts. If you fail to win any of those games and you are slipping towards the bottom of the league, there comes a point where you have to listen to the fans because they can see it it is not working. There'll come a point when Dave Cormack will have to ask himself the question, have I done the wrong thing here? Seriously, back to as well, you know, when you look at some of the players that he's brought in, mm. you know, Scott Broome won't be cheap, you know, look at Ramirez up front. Declan Gallagher, uh, David Declan Bates, Gallag- yeah, able absolutely. to even attract, you know, the long staff from Newcastle. Yeah. I don't know what the the arrangement is, but Gordon, the one thing is he's been he's been very much backed. The next three games are, are crucial. And you look at the league table as well as Hugh says there. Dundee, who have only won one game in the league, are only two points behind him now. So listen, the next three or four games will be crucial for him. Um credit to Dundee though, getting their first win. That's a crucial yeah. um victory for them, you have to say. Lee Griffiths. Yeah, having an impact. Yeah, I have to say it was a a, a lovely ball over the top, uh, and his finish is typical Lee Griffiths running, peeling, peeling off the shoulder, and he puts it through the goalkeeper's legs, and uh, it got them up and running. Gordon, and at that stage, you're thinking to yourself, you know, this is going to be a good night for Dundee. You could just sense it. Yeah, but as I say, it, it can't go on forever. Um, Aberdeen are either the third or fourth biggest club in the country, uh, and they cannot be flirting with relegation. That's simply a non-starter. Mm. So there will come a point where Dave Cormack, it was his decision to appoint, it will be his decision to dismiss, and there will come a point, unless a corner is turned, when he will have to say, have I done the wrong thing? Connor is on the line, he's a Celtic fan. Uh, what did you take away from the weekend, Connor? Um, it was a good um, good show by Celtic, so it was... Um, but I want to talk about David Turnbull in particular. Mm-hmm. Um, that's honestly a lot for love when you talk about this guy. I mean, he's absolutely incredible. Honestly, there's just like he's passing, his movement, he's shooting clearly. It's true that the weekend, like that was a Ronaldo S goal. I mean, Ronaldo only scores any kind of goals and he pulled one at the heart. I don't know where the pulse is, but the way that moved is absolutely insane. Um, I think, like, for me, he's. I don't know about you guys, what you guys think, but for me, he's probably just about or nearly as important to Celtic as Callum McGregor is. Just wondered what you guys thought about that. Alex? Yeah, I, I do like him, uh, 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 particularly middle to front, Gordon. I, I do believe he's still got weaknesses defensively uh, going back the way. But when you're pitching up with the numbers he does, and what I love about him as well, he's always recycling the ball in about the box. If you give him half a yard, he's always pulling the trigger. And by doing that, when players start to engage with you, he can then start probing balls 
uh, through as well. So you mix and match it. I think he, and he's still young as well, Gordon. So he's got so much development ahead of him. Seven goals already. It's interesting though because as you, I mean, you mentioned defensively that goal at the weekend probably came at the time when he's had the. M- the most criticism he's had is from from his fellow Celtic fans. Now that's not a particularly high bar because you know he's had a pretty good time of it so far. Sure. He was Celtic's best player last season, obviously. Um, but there, you know, I think one or two grumbles about certain things. But pretty obvious what he can do. I know that we are sometimes as a footballing nation we we pay an, an unhealthy amount of attention to things that people can't do and Absolutely, overlook the things yeah. that they can. Um, but if you're looking at what he can do, it's Staring yeah. you right in the face I think the one thing That um, speaks volumes for me Is the manager Continuously plays him You know I think when you go back To the last game Rogic came out Tumble stayed in So he clearly fancies him Gordon If you continue to do What he's doing at the moment And the goal return That he's putting For the middle of the park He'll be there for a long time Can they both keep Playing Connor? You know Turnbull and Rogic I think um, Ange Postacoglu said At the weekend That Rogic ran the first half And then Turnbull Sort of took over In the second the game against Aberdeen, of course, as Alex references, near Beaton was put in for a bit more solidity. What's the the best combination as far as you see it? Uh, it's a really hard one because they're both really similar players. I mean, they can both strike for distance. They're both really good passers of the ball. I mean, David Tumble's assist a couple of weeks ago for Furuhashi um, with a half volley cross. I mean, that was incredible as well. I mean, and Rogic has done it for years for Celtic. It is a really tough one. Um, I mean, Ange Postecoglou with that, he's got a really good headache with that one. Like. Uh, I'm not sure, honestly, it's, it's a really, really tough one Personally, I think I would go with If it was a choice, I would go with Turnbull or Rogic though. I really would mm. but That's just my opinion um, The second point I was going to make, if it's alright um, Was The fact that I've heard that Ange Postacoglu may be looking at the Japanese transfer market For bringing in new players and stuff I mean I think it's always a shot in the dark, that one Because we've seen it a couple of seasons ago with Pedro Caxinha When he tried to bring other Portuguese players out the Rangers and I mean, we know how that turned out. He ended up arguing with fans in a hedge and gate, gates getting locked and stuff. I mean, it's, it's a kind of 50-50 hit or miss. He does know the transfer market here in Japan and stuff. And there is a couple of players like Nakamura and Furuhashi, uh, Ki Sung Young and stuff that, are, that have done it in Scotland. But, I mean, it's, it is always a hit and miss. I just wondered what you guys thought about that yeah, one. Yeah, I guess to be fair, Hugh, as it stands, it's a, it's a 100% success yeah, rate. So you, yeah. you would allow the guy to at least think about it again. Yeah, I mean, if uh, Furuhashi is uh, part of Ange Postecoglou's judgment, if it's a test of his judgment, then his judgment is first class. Uh, but I'm sure he's got no intention of emptying Toko, Tokyo and Yokohama. Uh, you know, he's... He will simply have in mind, I guess, a Japanese player or possibly two. But uh, you know, there'll be other targets who will not be Japanese. But as you rightly say, if you've had Nakamura and you've had Furuhashi, uh, then you're dabbling in that. Well, no, I, I just meant Furuhashi. The, yeah. the, I don't think there's much point at all in in sort of. You know, Ange Postacoglu didn't sign Nakamura It was a different time No, no, but uh, The the point I'm making is that Don't assume that because they come from Asian football It's any more of a gamble Mm. Than people who come from Portuguese football I think think it strengthens his hand, Gordon With the board When you're going back there And you're saying Because if Kyogo does it hit the ground running You're thinking We're going to bring a guy through over there Mm -hmm. You're thinking But the fact that he's done so well You would be like that to yourself We'll trust his judgement Connor, hang on the line a second I'll get your thoughts on this Because Ange Postacoglu, of course, was speaking again today And quite simply says Celtic must win tomorrow If they've got any chance of making it through 
the Europa League group stages He says they will continue the attacking style that they played in their defeats to Betis and Bayer Leverkusen We've got to win if we want to keep our hopes alive um, You know, obviously the other two sides um, in the in the group have won their two opening games So, you know, you kind of know that, um, you know, we're, if we're going to bridge that gap We've got to win our games uh, that we've got remaining And particularly the two games at home we have And uh, starting tomorrow And uh, so you kind of know the, the significance of tomorrow's game within the context of of us wanting to progress so no shying away from that we need a win tomorrow from my perspective there was enough positive signs in both those performances to continue on what we're doing um, anyone will tell you part of the challenge playing you know good quality teams is can you cause them problems it's easy to set up a team to stop the opposition but you know if you really want to make an impact in in, in these uh, in, in Europe you've got to be able to hurt oppositions yourself and I thought we showed that uh, in both games um, as I said part of that process is also learning that um, you know you, you're going to get punished for, for your mistakes by quality opposition so that's just part of the learning process and, and not, not nothing that sort of derails what you're trying to do what are you thinking about tomorrow Connor? Um, I agree with what Ang says 50%. I mean, in the past, we've seen, especially like with Brendan Rodgers and stuff, we've seen that he tried to play the same way in Europe as he did in Scotland, and it really didn't work. I mean, albeit it is Ferenc Varos, and it is a team that we should 100% be beating, home and away, in my opinion. But as far as the other, the other two teams in the, in the group are concerned, the Real Betis and Bayer Leverkusen, we need to change the way we play in Europe. Because through the years, like I, like I mentioned with Brendan Rodgers, they try to play the same way. If Ange does that, I don't think it's going to work. I think we need to change up the way that we play in Europe and compared to the way we play in Scotland. Yeah, this debate will never end, I, I suspect. The only thing to, that I wonder, Alex, Brendan Rodgers played against Man City, PSG, Barca. Barcelona. There are no easy games in Europe, etc., etc. Surely Celtic can, can try and play their way at home to Ferenc Varos Because yeah. if you can't, where, where, are, where are you actually really at in, in we had this European dis- competition? We had this discussion a couple of minutes ago about the midfield scenario, Gordon Where whether you put beat on and keep one of the more offensive ones I would be absolutely shocked if he doesn't go with the two offensive midfielders And McGregor sitting, the, the deeper one It's amazing when you look at the last Ferenc Varos game Callum McGregor tomorrow will be the only survivor mm. Barkas played He's in Siberia now El Hamed He's back in Israel Julian injured Ayer now at Brentford Taylor injured Brown He's at Aberdeen And Sham He's at Swansea Forrest he's injured He's done his research Oh he sure has He likes this Christy He's in Bournemouth <laughs> El Yanusi He's at Southampton So Callum McGregor Is the only one left But when you look at that Look at those players El Yanusi Christy Forrest and Sham And, and they lost 2-1 You know And at the back uh, El Hamed, Julian, Ayer, Taylor Arguably As good if not better than the four who play at the back tomorrow But they still lost 2-1 at home I think it's back to the defence tomorrow And how well they have gelled together Because To lose four to Real Betis Four to Bayer Leverkusen You can't go on losing four every time you play a European tie Thank you Connor. 01419511025 Ideal time to get your call in I would say you could be up next We'll get a full time teaser up and running as well Taking your calls on Scottish football 01419511025 This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Craig B has sent a teaser in for Alex Ray and Hugh Keevans tonight The address that you need If you want to get involved In this type of thing Is full time At Clyde1.com So according to Craig B And don't worry This is going to sound worse than it is According to Craig B There are 12 
Americans, Canadians or Australians Currently playing in the Scottish Premiership uh-huh. I'm not going to do that to you Because quite frankly I know you both And you won't get all 12 uh-huh. Let's go for Seven Right We'll okay. see how we get on So I'm doing something I wouldn't usually do I, You won't get all 12 Let's see if you can name seven American, Australians and Canadians Of the 12 Americans, Canadians or Australians Who right, play in the Scottish well, Scott top flight oh, Scott Arfield Is Canadian Harks yep. Ian Harks of Dundee United yes. is American Yes Tommy Rogic Tommy Rogic of Celtic is Aussie Ah okay well we'll leave it there You're making seven look easy You still won't get the twelve by the way So I don't, I don't, I don't care how quickly you get the first couple uh, you won't get the 12 But we'll see how we go And I'll maybe up it to 8 Right We'll see See how you go That's uh, full time at Clyde1.com If you want to have Your question submitted And read out on the show That is where you send Oh go on then One Ca- more Carter Vickers Well done Well done yep, Uncle you're... Sam uh, Okay let's bring in Norman Who's a Rangers fan On the line What is on your mind Tonight Norman Oh good evening Alec and you Hello. Hi there it's on, My mind is Morelis mm-hmm. I, I think I think his time's up at Rangers. I really do. We, we can't... He's just not the player he was pre-Gerard. He carried Rangers before Gerard came here. And I know it's on Sunday and Saturday, rather, the first half. Every effort he has at goal, he seems to be scuffing. And the, the ball actually died the time he got to the post. And the one, the one he, he slid in the second half, if he just stayed on his feet, surely a couple of seconds longer... You know, ah. and he, his money must have been doing it all the time. And I just feel sometimes how, if, try and get, maybe in January, if you, if you get 10 million for him, you, you're, you're doing well. Well, to be fair, I think he's, he's done Stephen Gerrard a turn as well. It's not, Stephen Gerrard's been there for, for yeah. you know, three seasons now. However, what, what about the, the kind of the general point about his form at the moment, Alex? Well, I don't think it's up for debate, Gordon. He's not playing at the level he was. He, even you look at last year, what did he get about 16 or 17 goals? I think it was around about that, that kind of mark. Um, but his general all-round play was good I'm always one for saying that he's still the number one um, striker at Rangers He leads the line really well, he brings a physical presence um, But I don't quite see him hitting that level at the moment And uh, he's clearly not scoring the same ratio of goals Going back to uh, Norman's point about pre-Gerard I think he scored 29 goals two years ago uh, At the 16 last year uh, I would imagine he'll still get around about the same tally this year But he has to go on a run, Gordon And he has to start taking the chances that are presented to him Because he's getting decent chances at the moment um, William, Kaya has sent a tweet into us So I'm going to read it to you as like a counter uh, argument The tweet says If you're going to say you can let McGregor off for a blunder Because of the amount of points he's won previously Doesn't Morelos get the same leeway for his miss Considering the amount of points his goals have won previously And in Europe? Norman, if I, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I, I don't, I don't think so. I, I think he's, I think he's, he's well, well under par. If, if he'd been playing like that in Finland, Johansson wouldn't be saying to Rangers, "There's a great guy over here, come and sign him." I'm sorry, he just looks yards off the pace. He doesn't look as fit as he was, and I really, I really, do, I just can't see the, the hype about him. The fans seem to think, oh, he scored a goal a couple of weeks. He's a great player. And then they forget he's not scored another one for for weeks. I, I really do. I think it should cash in on him. Hugh, I think you 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 agreed. You said that on Saturday. Yeah. Um, I think they waited too long. They, they, there was a time when they could get very tasty money uh, for Alfredo Morelos. They won't get that now. There was the sixteen million pound offer from Lille, which Rangers. It's their prerogative. They chose to reject that money. I don't think they would get anything like that for him now. 
Um, but Stephen Gerrard, judging by what he said today, he's not going to throw Morelos under any buses in Edmondson Drive. You know, he he still has faith in him. Uh, Rangers appear not to be interested in letting anyone go. We'll see how if that changes in January. Um, but he is, without doubt, not the player he once was. And I, 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 he had a spectacularly bad afternoon on Saturday. That's not to say he will have a spectacularly bad Thursday night against Bromby, but he looks as if he could be doing with sharpening up in terms of his goal scoring. Rangers still aren't in a position really though Alex To get into a series of big games without him Are they? Not, not for me Gordon Listen, And, and just, what, what, what's behind that then? Is that Does the, the sort of backup striker recruitment yeah. need to be better? Or or are people over exaggerating the Morello, the supposed Morelos decline And it'll just come good anyway and it won't be a fuss Yeah listen Norman says he hasn't scored in a, uh, in a while either I think he's scored two in his last five Gordon So that's not quite accurate either But um I do believe he, there's more to come He's only 25 It's not as if he's finished And his legs are done He's still getting in the same positions And if you look back over the last four or five years Even if you go back to Finland This is a guy that scores goals So this period at the moment Is like not one of his better ones However, I still think mm. there's plenty of goals in this guy um, Interested in something Norman said about You know, it looks like when he's getting into areas He's, he's sort of scuffing them or not even snatching what would be a word I would use. Peak Alfredo Morelos, and this is going to sound like a criticism, and it's not. I hope Rangers fans know where I'm coming from. Peak Alfredo Morelos is not a technically brilliant finisher. Do you know what I mean by that? He's, he's an, he's an opportunist. He, and when, he, when he has less time to think about it, that's kind I of think what, he's yeah. more instinctive. When he has time, I think he, he kind of squanders his mm. chances. Interesting. Thank you to Norman um, in Solcote. So 141951. At 1025 on the phones at Clyde SSB uh, on Twitter as well. Um, I think we're we going to elaborate on that. Yeah, I think we will. Thank you once again uh, to Norman. Still plenty of time to get your calls in, no matter what is on your mind. Bobby is phoning from Wisher on a, a similar theme. Bobby, are you want to stick up for Morelos or add to what Norman said? No, I'll stick up for Morelos. Go for it. Hi, well, the way I'm looking at it is uh, basically, I think he's an absolutely brilliant link up player. I mean, his, his range of passing is, uh, to me, times he crosses balls, he's got the vision to see a player across the park, which a lot of our midfielders don't. He's obviously no, he's missed a few chances, but I think he's they'll come again. He's well, any old strikers. Some strikers, I mean, a few bit of fo- they lose a bit of form and then they go again. So you think if Rangers were only relying on him to score goals, then you, you would you would sort of get it. But you think all round he's still providing a good function within the team. Ah, uh, he's providing a good function within the team. Mm. You got Ruth coming on, Ruth coming on. He came on on Saturday, and then he was just unlucky. Uh, obviously at the post and that, but uh, oh, that's the kind of he's uh, selling blah 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 guys. I think he's. Yeah, I don't. Know, must be watching uh, a different game for me. Think- every, every game I see him, I says. I think he's fantastic. I think it's, 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 it's more it's his link up play. Yeah. I think if you said uh, Alan McGregor, job definition, goalkeeper, keep it out of the net. Alfredo Morelos, job definition, goal scorer. So. Yeah, but you can. Oh, come on. Look, football is simple at times, Hugh, but players are asked to perform multiple functions yeah, within, what, a, within the, a game, what's of the, course. What's the are. number one 
priority What's the number one ask Of Alfredo Morelos oh, I get that But if you're only judging A footballer on One criteria Then it's a bit of a Narrow minded view And that, well, that's not just Alfredo Morelos It's anyone take, take, take Furuhashi The other side of the city He's, People are On a positive sense Praising him For the work he does Off the ball The way he presses The way he puts defences Under pressure The way he drags people In and out of position So that Celtic's Overall style of play Can flourish So if you're going to do that In a positive sense you have, to, you have to apply that to everyone Well I still think that it, Alex said the two goals in the last five games uh, You know if you take that over the course of a season You know you'd end up with 14 or 15 goals um, And people would think that was a disappointing season um, I, I, I simply think that his And uh, Furuhashi is the same for me Furuhashi uh, Celtic are looking for goals Because he's a natural yeah, but that, that, that again goes back to what I was saying. If Furuhashi's goals dry up t- slightly, Celtic will still play him because of how how important he is to I, the overall And I'm not suggesting machine. I'm not suggesting that Morelos should be dropped. I'm simply saying that to my way of thinking, his job definition is first and foremost to stick the ball in the net. Gordon, see if he replicates the goal difference from last year and they're going to win the league. Then it'll be job done. Mm. You know, I think he was sixteen or seventeen goals last year. I, I still think you'll be on target to be around about that. He can easily go on a run You know you see the amount of chances He just needs to go on a run Get that confidence mm. And they, like all good strikers They do that See to be fair to Hugh though To stick up for Hugh And to anyone else When Bobby mentions I know people talking about selling him I don't think anyone's suggesting That Rangers open the door And, and kick Morelos out And don't get any money for him So th- When you talk about selling a player It doesn't necessarily mean You think he's hopeless And you want Rid of him It's about have you reached the stage where it just makes more sense? Yeah, well the thing is there'll come a point, Gordon Because I think, what has he got, about 18 months Maybe two years left his contract So that will be an, an issue for uh, the Pills of Beer Rangers uh, I don't see them selling him in January either Because it's not really a good window to get top value Having not back stuff I think the fact that they're not You know, they weren't keen to sell him in mm. the summer With a view to trying to get this Champions League spot uh, in the summer, Gordon So I, th- I think that there's a bigger picture here I don't think it'll go anywhere in January either I think you'll see you at the, the end of the season What about overall, Bobby? That draw at the weekend How much does that disappoint you? And, or how much do you have full faith That it's just a, a minor blip? It was, it was a brilliant first half Absolutely amazing We should have been about three, four up And the second half There was a lot of different second half And then fair play of hearts At the end of the game we could, I was thinking to myself We're going to lose a goal here mm. And the last thought, well, even I thought Alan McGregor would have sort of the balls would come off his tap his knuckles and <laughs> out of the back post and the guy headers it in type thing, you know. But it was a game that should have been won, and it's how many times have we said that this season? So at the end of the day, somebody's going to get a doing shortly. Yeah, Bobby, to nice to speak to you, Bobby and Wisher. Thank you very much. We will leave it there. Um... Let you choose. What do you? What would you like to go? We like to. Hear from I'd like to hear for Jim Goodwin actually, because I right, think that's okay. a th- three in the bounce uh, for Jim. So good run. Uh, let's see if I can find Jim at the moment. Um, I, I think did the fact that the playing Rangers at the weekend as I well. I said I was going to let you choose, and I'm just going to take that away, right? Ah, because because because, and I think you, I'll, I'll win you round. Thomas Courts and Jack Ross are staring me in the face right oh, here on my computer yes. screen. One is doing great things, oh. and although the other one's still up, they are very unhappy. Um, at the weekend Thomas Court's Third place at the moment Dundee United Can't argue with that The boys are giving Absolutely everything To each other So it's really nice To see them getting That level of reward What, what we're trying to do Is just kind of be mindful Of our, our own targets um, I think last year In the first quarter the, the club finished off On 11 points We're already on 17 So just in terms of comparison And 
typically speaking, I don't want to get too kind of analytical, but if, if we get 1.45 points per game, that will typically kind of keep you on a trajectory towards six. So week to week league kind of position is, is not really what we're paying attention to. It's just trying to make sure that those kind of little targets that we're aware of, that we, we keep striving for them. 1.45 points per game Keeps you on a trajectory for sixth Cannot argue with that well, Man has done his research I'll try and simplify matters I was struck by two things About Dundee United Against Hibs at Easter Road The quality of the goals Was first class And the very obvious unity When each goal was scored mm. I've rarely seen celebrations like it And the, the, the rapport they had With the, the fans uh, the visiting fans at Easter Road was evident as well. No one saw this coming. Everyone thought that he'll struggle a bit, but in his first nine games, he's beaten Rangers, he's drawn with Celtic at Celtic Park, he's won the Tayside Derby, now he's gone to Easter Road. Mm-hmm. This is a fantastic start to the season, and this league is looking all the better for a resurgent Dundee United, a resurgent Hearts. Celtic starting to come together under Ange Postacoglu Rangers still at the top And inviting all comers to try and challenge them The league And Alec mentioned Jim Goodwin at St Mirren There are so many positive stories going on Simultaneously The first quarter of the season Has been an unqualified success Jack Ross not so happy Worst version of ourselves um, So we strive a lot to be the best version Mm. Today we were um, lazy Slow um, selfish in the play and when you do that then you um, you produce that type of performance and subsequently result so no qualms over the result um, deserve to lose the game deserve to lose it in that manner way below the standards that we've been at for a long time um, and now we've got to respond to that Lazy, slow, yeah. selfish yeah. Sounds like Mrs Keevan's appraising Hugh's attempts at the housework He's had a, um, he's had a, he's had a bad eight days Jack Ross you know he's had um, no I beg your pardon he's a a bad time immediately before and immediately after the international break. Uh, he was one up at Ibrooks and was looking good. And then we all know what happened next with the red card to Ryan Portis. Oh, that's right, I'd forgotten about that. We didn't and hear much the, about it no, in the no, aftermath. No, no. But I just thought I'd remind you. Um, and then he's been well and truly beaten. And he has taken it out on his players, which is not quite like Jack Ross, but um, he's taken it out on them. Kind of, kind of liked it, Alex, because it was He's looking it, for the response. It, it was brutal and it was honest, but it wasn't. It wasn't like wildly critical, no. you know. And it, uh, I'd imagine, you know, it, the, the words were still chosen, you know, quite. It's usually quite balanced, Jack. The way he in a measured it. manner. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he's not got the baseball bat out, Gordon. He's uh, it's the worst version of ourself. He said, and uh, I was interested. One thing that jumped out at me was says we were selfish, and I'm trying to kind of read between the lines. What does that mean? Does that mean mm. players are playing for themselves? Players not putting a shift in. Uh, and because he left it that way It's difficult to say where he's coming from I thought it was just a, a a manager Looking for some sort of response Gordon On the back of a couple of bad mm. results uh, Right There are 12 Americans Canadians or Australians Playing in the Scottish Premiership I'm only looking for 7 or 8 off okay. of you Because I think 12 is too much Carter Vickers and Harks From the US of A Scott Arfield Of Canada Football nationality of course Tommy Rogic oh. Of Australia Ramirez Christian Ramirez is from... America. Yes. <laughs> I'll take one more guess from you, Shug. Ma- Martin. Oh. 
Bob Martin boys in Australia. Okay, we'll leave it there. We'll see how you get on. We'll get the rest next. Number one for football in Glasgow and the West. 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. On the home stretch with Alex Ray and Hugh Keevans tonight, we're about to bring in James on the phones. What about this teaser tonight? Craig B wants to know. Uh, well he says there are 12 Americans, Canadians or Australians Playing in the Scottish top flight Can you name Let's go for 8 right? You're uh-huh, never yes. getting the 12 But let's go for 8 Because you've started well So Carter, Vickers, Ramirez, Harks Arfield, Rogic and Boyle So you're at 6 If you can give me 2 more Canadians, great. Australians or Americans To play in the top flight You've cracked it Is Ryan Edwards Ryan Edwards Who used to play for Harks Is Australian uh-huh. But that's a different Ryan Edwards who plays for Dundee United, so no. No. And is it? Um, that's my roundabout way of saying no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Devlin. Cammy Devlin. <laughs> the Hearts. <laughs> yes. Yes. See? He's Australian. Well oh, done. Yeah, That's your seventh, so we'll go one more, okay? Maybe okay. one more. Uh, speaking of Hearts. Yes. This has to be one of the strange, well, strange, I don't know if that's the right word, um, from left field football stories. That I, I've seen in a while And I, I know This is right up your street Alex Ray Yes The TV show Succession Oh Do you like it? I just love the main character He's got an unbelievable catchphrase Don't say it on here I'll, tell Shug, I'll tell Shug on the way home now, <laughs> I'll be honest I've never seen it So I'm, I'm, I'm a missing out it's Yeah, un- You would it's recommend tremendous. it tremendous You've never um, seen any uh, The only I've people who come it. close to the dysfunction Is in this studio on a Saturday afternoon <laughs> I've never seen it But I believe Because I was sent to go along And cover the story Um there, there is a storyline in Succession where the, the main guy, he's a Hearts fan, yes? Yes. And his son accidentally buys him Hibs. Or is it the wrong is it <laughs> the other way around? He buys him Hibs, but he's he a Hearts fan. Oh, no, it's not the other way around. No, get, no, no. He he's a Hibs fan. Yes. But they accidentally buy Hearts. Yes. And he's not impressed. Right. Yeah. Anyway, so to celebrate the return of season three of this Succession, they've they've gone to... To Tyne Castle They've given them like Special strips With succession written on them And the guys are all there Doing a bit of promo work And There's never a dull day In Scottish football oh. But you would recommend it That Ryan I get Cox. on it yeah? Tremendous actor Okay well maybe I'll maybe look into that Once I find out what happens To 0-0-1 over here <laughs> I'll, I'll turn my attentions Elsewhere uh, Right let's bring in James Who's on the line Hi James Hi there How's Hi you doing uh, Hi Alec Hi yeah, good evening. Hello. Uh, just a wee point about the game at the weekend, Celtic game. I was glad to get the three points. Two goals, a clean sheet, and the three important points. Uh, that's two back to back wins now. I think, that, I think it's important, James, the, especially on the road. For weeks, people like me kept boring you by saying not one away since Valentine's Day and all the rest of it. And then people said, need to go to Pataudry, then need to go to Fir Park. You won both of them. Does that signal that you're heading in the right direction? I definitely, I mean, as you said, they're Valentine's Day, that's what, six months ago, you know what I mean, two wins in six months, I mean, that's a long time I, th- I, mean. I, th- I actually think the the winning goal up at Aberdeen was crucial, I really do You, yeah. know, that, you talk that, about big that, moments, yeah Yeah, that, that late winner gave them that little belief, it broke the duck, I think it was actually seven months, I think it was February the 14th uh, mm-hmm. And they obviously won a couple of weeks ago, so I think it was uh, seven months, Gordon, so you know they're starting to show signs on the on the road because at, at Parkhead they really do look impressive. Um, James, this Ange Postecoglou style of football in the Europa League, Real Betis were obviously good enough to 
To score lots of times against it Celtic had very good moments Bayer Leverkusen were definitely good enough to pick Celtic off What about tomorrow? Are you confident? Get a result well, I mean the way they've been playing The attacking football is great It's just obviously Defending at the back Is still an issue But it's going to take Still time away To get that right You know what I mean But I think we can go in there And cause an upset Especially I'd like to see this The big Jakimakis I'd like to see him I don't know He's obviously been on the bench and that. It must be fair. I'd like to see him get At least a half Or even half an hour To see what this guy can do Keep him well, on At the weekend Hugh yeah, yeah. Came on against Bayer Leverkusen. We've probably just still not really seen a great deal in terms of you know consistent involvement within matches, but he's clearly getting closer. Yeah, but obviously, um, Ange Postecoglou will not tinker with uh, Abada, Yota, uh, either side of Furuhashi, and that would be the case tomorrow afternoon. Uh, I think it's a a good test of Celtic tomorrow. I, I have no doubt that. Um, middle to front They will give Ferenc Varos A hard time uh, At the back They have to be resolute um, But There's a growing confidence there uh, A growing sense Of coming together But this is important For Celtic uh, You know You can't just Keep dismissing Europe uh, And you can't keep uh, Making excuses For losing Eight goals In two games so far uh, It's an important Afternoon for Celtic And, and that will if they get a result, that will build confidence. They've got St Johnston at home, but then they're on the road again, uh, and they've got Hibs at Easter Road. Now, again, that's going to be a big test of Celtic. It's like that for Ange Postecoglou. He's just got to keep on moving in a forward-going direction and, and, and encouraging people to think that genuine progress is being made and he knows his best side and they're able to deliver. So... Tomorrow could be a nice launching pad for him He, he wouldn't want a defeat at home Against Ferns Right, Forget all that though What's more important You heard about this guy zero zero one. Mm-hmm. He's been invited to, to the game tomorrow He's going along Hospitality Yeah So oh, yeah. However there's more, there's more to that these days When I came into the office today <laughs> The first thing he did was he got it out and showed me it What's that? His vaccine passport oh, right. Honestly yep. He was so proud of it He Thank held God it up that, Held it up for all to see In the office He's got it Is it laminated Or is it in some sort of Poly pocket that, that, I'm sure My son-in-law did it My, my two sons-in-law Got together To help the old fella Over the line And get the vaccine He was passport. waving it around With a vaccine but, but it also means That when the game is over And you know The golden knife and fork I put back in the top Left hand pocket it also means that I can go to a nightclub tomorrow night. Wait, that, that's, that's you too, better explain who you're going with. It's too late. In the, <laughs> who are you going to the game with? Are you allowed to reveal? Frank McAvenny. <laughs> that's a given. I was about to say what nightclub should Frank McAvenny and Hugh Keevens go to after the game, but there is not a chance I'm <laughs> doing that on this family show. Not a chance. Is, is the Lacarno still open? I, I don't think so. I think oh. you've just missed that one. Um, I must admit, though, I mean, that if you were the guy doing the spot checks, you would pick on him, wouldn't you? Because oh, you would long. know that he's not got the app. Well, There's no chance he's got the app. Come ahead, so come ahead. I've got the passport. Don't now. you leave it in the back of the taxi or whatever. Anyway, uh, right. I think that's us. I think we'll round off. I like Milo Lorimer's style. He's got he's got the difficult ones on the teaser. I won't oh. even ask you to get them. Uh, Raymond Taylor has got one that you might be interested in. So I think really we're looking for one more American, Canadian, or Australian. Who plays in the Scottish top flight at the moment You've got Carter Vickers, Ramirez, Harks You've got Arfield You've got Rogic, Boyle and Devlin I'm The Aussies say, I'm going to say one for you 
Okay. Fuchs. <laughs> no. No, he's from Cameroon, I think. Is he? I thought Close his mother was born in America. Um, what about uh, after, here's what I'll do, right? So is, f- is, can I ask you, is there a Livingston one there? No. So the full list: Maynard Brewer of Ross County, Matt Miller of St Mirren. They're both Aussies. Uh, there are both the, the Peyton brothers at Ross County are Canadian. So there's one other, the eighth one, that the one that I was hoping you would get before we had to bore right, ourselves. Okay. And he's of the Scott Arfield Canadian arrangement, though. No. Oh. There's a Scotsman Who Plays for Canada Come on Chug mm. Initials DW David It's a good start It's as good a start as any What do you eat your cereal with? A spoon <laughs> David with a spoon <laughs> <laughs> I hope you and Frank Um, have a great afternoon tomorrow Uh, Thank you Alex Ray and Hugh Keevans Thanks for all your calls, your tweets, your company It is always lively on a Monday night And equally as lively on a Tuesday I think tomorrow it's Gordon Diel and Kenny Miller I don't know where Roger Hanna's got to But Kenny Miller will fill those shoes No problem at all We'll look back on the Celtic game We'll look forward to what's to come later in the week And Callum Gallagher's got you next